Welcome in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yao, joined as always by Maurice Patton, coming to you from the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. Glad to have you guys with us. Got a big show. It is Preps Thursday, a lot of high school football to talk about, and we are definitely going to do that. We're going to pick 10 of the biggest high school games from around the Mid-State later in the show. And, of course, we've got Coach's Corner coming up. And today we'll talk with Innsworth football coach Rock Batten. He'll join us at 2.20, so make sure to stick around for that. We've also got a couple of uh, pieces of hardware to hand out to some local teams and, and, and athletes, so that'll be good. And, of course, uh, your Titans report at the top of the hour with Terry McCormick, as we have every single day. Today, though, we are joined by one of the doctors from our presenting sponsor, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Kind of talk to us a little bit about all of the you know, the injuries that we're seeing around sports right now with the Achilles injuries, uh, three of them in the last month that have uh, effectively, well, ended at least the seasons for all three of those athletes, but potentially career-ending injuries as well. And kind of what that, you know, what the trends are in that regard. So we'll talk with, with uh, Zach Farr a little bit later in the show. So stick around for that as well. But Mo, how are things? Um, you know, obviously we were up a little earlier today than, or you were. I, I was up. up a little earlier today than I'm used to up and out and trying to be productive. And so it's kind of feeling like nap time right about now, to be honest. You, now There's you no know, nap coming. So. It's funny because now you know exactly how I feel every single day. Like I get to this point of the day and it's that 2.30 feeling. You know, they talk about it. It's, it's a thing. Like mm. everybody feels it. But about 2.30 every day I start. Yeah, and, you know, there was a time in my life where, you know, early mornings were a thing. And, and so I'm familiar with that 2.30 feeling, but I've not – had to deal with that deal with very it. often of late, and so it's even worse yeah. when I do. Yeah, I, I get. I, I mean, you see me drinking this this stuff every day, and mm-hmm. and that's why. I mean, I'm trying to stay hydrated, trying to stay up, because obviously the the more water content that I that I get in, I feel like it keeps me going and and keeps so you going. It does. <laughs> it's going. what it's supposed to do. Yeah, but um. You know, I'm I'm not a morning person by nature, so it's it's a struggle for me sometimes. But 
We're going to get through it. We are going to get through it because we have. And we have we're going to sleep in the mall. <laughs> well, you are. Well, I don't get to say, and, and I will be a long night tomorrow night too. And, and you but won't get to sleep in probably for another ten to twelve years. Fifteen, yeah, <laughs> at least. Yeah, so. so well, yeah, it's it's going to be it's it's that's just how it goes these days. Mm -hmm. But here we are. Let's get through it. Let's get into it. We've got yesterday's results and today's schedule coming to you on the rundown. This is the rundown. The Thursday Rundown is brought to you by Mockingbird Title and Escrow, an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee that will get your deals closed without worry and fuss, a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in the industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. Consider them part of your team. Call 615-274-8698 or visit MockingbirdTitleTN.com today. Volleyball action yesterday, Independence edged Oakland in five sets, three to two. And girls soccer, Battleground Academy blanked Franklin Road Academy, two nothing. It was Hendersonville, nine nothing winners over Hillsboro. Loretto downs Marshall County, four to one. And University School of Nashville and Providence Christian played to a one-one draw. Major League Baseball action from Wednesday. The Marlins blanked the Brewers two to nothing. It was the Astros bouncing back from a couple of surprising losses to down Oakland six two. Cincinnati with a four three win over the Tigers. It was St. Louis one Baltimore nothing. The Rockies with a seven three win over the Cubs. And in Philadelphia, the Atlanta Braves clinched their sixth consecutive National League Eastern Division. Also, minor league baseball action. The Sounds with a 9-6 victory over visiting Charlotte. No, at post Charlotte. Hope it's at Charlotte. That's twice today you've seen, you thought they were at home. Yeah. They were <laughs> you really want to go to First Horizon Park this I guess. Yes, they're at Charlotte. They won 9-6 at Charlotte. In extras last night. So that's two come from behind wins, by the way, in a row. Nice. Sounds nice. getting it done. Surging late. Hey, that's what you got to do. There we go. WNBA action last night. Game one of three game series. Connecticut shellacks Minnesota 90 to 60, as does Las Vegas and Chicago 87 59. The score for the Aces over the sky. Both uh, Connecticut and Las Vegas now lead those series one nothing. Football action tonight on Main Street Media Radio. You can hear the game of the week. It's Christ Presbyterian at Battleground Academy. It will kick off at 7. Coverage starting on Main Street Media Radio at 7, uh, 645 with Wade Neely and Scott Stewart. Also tonight at Providence Christian at 7. You can catch them hosting Grundy County. Volleyball action. This afternoon, Lawson at home against Hillsboro at 4.30. Also at 4.30 is Wilson Central at Smyrna. At 5 o'clock, Watertown goes to Cumberland County. Santa Fe is at Houston County. John Overton hosting Glencliff. Friendship Christian hosting Davidson Academy at 5.30. Also at 5.30, Columbia Academy is at Grace Christian of Franklin. Ezel Harding is at Clarksville Academy. Franklin Road Academy goes to Middle Tennessee Christian. Pearl Cone hosts Valor Collegiate. Providence Christian is at Webb School in Bellbuckle. Six o'clock starts for Rockvale at Blackman, Tullahoma at Columbia Central, Moore County at Cullioca, and we'll have coverage later tonight on MainStreetMurray.com on that one. 
Courtesy I'll fall of, asleep <laughs> when I get home. Nah, I'm hey, we'll hey, have it. hey, do I need to call you? <laughs> you might have to. I don't know. Um, no, because apparently I'm not. I have to give Sarah a break from the kids when I get home, so I will be awake. Okay. Also at six o'clock, Harpeth goes to Merrill Hyde, Mount Pleasant hosting Loretto. Cascade travels to Murfreesboro Central. Siegel takes on visiting Riverdale. Summertown takes on visiting Hampshire. Spring Hill travels to Shelbyville. That's a 6.30 start. And also at 6.30, Laverne is at Stewart's Creek. Girls soccer action this afternoon at 4.30. Independence Academy is at Cane Ridge. And Lead Academy hosts East Robertson at 5 o'clock. Clarksville Northwest is at Clarksville Academy. Ezell Harding hosts Nashville Christian. Valor Collegiate goes to Glencliff. And Davidson Academy is at Goodpasture. Harpeth Hall hosts Brentwood Academy. And Richland welcomes Cornersville. While Oakland goes to Riverdale and John Overton's at Watertown Web School hosting Columbia Academy. And at 530, Christ Presbyterian will be at Innsworth. Kip Nashville is at McGavitt. Cascade welcomes at Zion. Christian and Huntland is at Kalioka. East Robertson's at home against STEM Academy. Friendship Christian welcomes Franklin Christian. While Antioch goes to Middle Tennessee Golden Eagles at 6 as well is Portland at home against White House. Pope Preps at St. Cecilia. Station Camp welcomes Greenbrier. And Creekwood goes to Sycamore. 6.30 first touches for Stewart's Creek at Cookville. Lipscomb Academy at Father Ryan. Harpeth hosting Cheatham County. McEwen hosting Kenwood. Columbia Central goes to Spring Hill at 6.30. We will have coverage of that one by the end of the night as well at MainStreetMurray.com. Actually, that's a seven o'clock start. Okay. All right. Get there um, early. <laughs> Clarksville Northeast is at White House Heritage at 6.30 at 7, in addition to Columbia Central and Spring Hill. It's West Creek at Blackman, Rockvale, I'm sorry, West Creek at Beach, Rockvale at Blackman, Ravenwood at Centennial, Fairview hosting Montgomery Central, Green Hill traveling to Gallatin, Brentwood visiting Independence, Kirkwood taking on visiting Trigg County of Kentucky. Springfield goes to Liberty Creek at 7. Also, White's Creek is at Merrill Hyde. Franklin goes to Nolansville. Rossview hosts Dixon County. And Summit entertains Page. Major League Baseball action right now. As we speak, it is the Reds and the Tigers. Detroit leads in the top of the fifth, three to nothing over the Reds and in the top of the ninth, Pittsburgh leads Washington 2-0. In the bottom of the third, the Red Sox are 1-0 uh, leaders over the Yankees. I've got bottom of the fifth, big boy. In what? Red Sox-Yankees. Okay. Well, perhaps yeah. it is. I don't know. I just <laughs> don't know what I'm looking at. Um, yeah, apparently I needed to refresh. refresh. Okay, let's try this again. Tigers 4, Reds 1. In the top of the eighth, Reds mm -hmm. do have two on and nobody out. Bottom of the fifth, Red Sox one, Yankees nothing. Bottom of the fourth, Marlins and Brewers tied at one. Final score from Pittsburgh, Pirates two, Nationals zero. There we go. Remaining games, uh, the Mets welcome Arizona at 310. At 607 is Toronto hosting the Rangers at 615. Apparently there's a doubleheader today as Boston – and New York will be playing on Fox at 6.15 tonight. We also have the Sounds at Charlotte continuing their series, but this one starts at 6.04. 04. Which must be their area code. 
I don't know if that's in the Charlotte area code or not. No, no. Uh, 704 Eastern, Eastern is their area code. Sense. Yes. Okay, 704 <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> College football tonight at 630 on the ACC Network. Uh, Miami, the Hurricanes, take on visiting Bethune-Cookman mm. and not Ed Reed. Uh, Trap game, maybe, for the Hurricanes coming we'll off that big win over Texas A&M? Oh, I think not. Probably not. <laughs> AAC action at 6.30 on ESPN. Memphis welcomes Navy. And NFL on Prime, Amazon Prime tonight at 7.15. It's Thursday Night Football. Minnesota is at the Eagles. That's Amazon Prime, not of, yeah, Coach not Prime. Not Coach Prime. Yeah. Philadelphia. And that is your rundown. Stories brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill Shopping Center in Columbia. Make sure to go see the fine folks over there doing all the good work with hand-cut meats, fresh produce, meat and vegetables, of course, uh, daily cobblers. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's all worth it. Just go see them, Neely's Mill, Columbia. Justin, don't know if you got the direct message earlier from you did. Let's go ahead and play that clip. And I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off, oh, I took second. my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So, and I sat down with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off, and I took my glasses off, and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught me. So, and I sat down with uh, Okay. So we, we get the point. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that was Jay Norvell on his coach's show. And that was Colorado State coach Jay Norvell. Yes. Who's what are they? They are the Rams. Yes. The Rams travel to Boulder. That game is in Boulder. It right? is. Travel to Boulder Saturday to take on Deion Sanders in two and O twenty third twentieth. What are they ranked? Seventeenth, uh, I believe. Seventeenth. Top 25 ranked Colorado. And, you know, Jay Norvell's mom taught him to take off his sunglasses and his hat when he talks to grown-ups. My mama told me to mind my own business. Um... And what's funny is there's a news station out of Colorado Springs that notes that Sanders has appeared at his weekly news conferences wearing, a sun, wearing sunglasses and a hat, including on Tuesday when he complimented Norvell. I hear he's a good man. I know he's a great coach. He has those kids playing hard. Where's this coming from and why? Because Prime's easy. He's an easy target. And listen, it's little brother punching up. That's what that's what Colorado State fans want. Clearly, because you heard the reaction from his coach, from the um, from those in attendance at his coach's show. Yeah, that's what they want. So look, I, well, I, I hope they want what they're going to get Saturday as well. well yeah, look, and maybe they were going to get it either way. Well. 
get you some brownie points while you can if you're Norvell, I guess. I guess. I Listen, Dion's not Coach Prime, Coach Sanders, Dion, whatever you want to call him. He, he's not taking the foot off the gas on anybody. I, I, that's that's just the bottom line. One because Colorado's got a lot to prove, and he's got a lot to prove with this team, and they really can't afford to take the gas off at any point. They need all the style points they can get, you know. And look, it's and and I and again, as we've talked on this show, day. they've got a lot of attention on them, and um, we don't, we still don't know how good Colorado is. We don't. When you look at the two teams that they've beaten to this point, and so, like you said, maybe they do need style points, and maybe they need to beat up on folks when they have the opportunity to beat up on folks because it may not be that way every week, but. I mean, if you're playing to your to your audience, okay, that's fine. But you kind of put yourself in the crosshairs as well. Sure, but again, it's you're getting what you're going to get either way. But I mean, here's the thing: your little brother, every, everybody. I've talked to other folks. Dion is very polarizing, obviously. His, his, he's a personality that nobody's like, yeah, he's all right. It's, it's either you love him or you hate him. This is not Jay Norvell's personality. No, and, but, and here's the thing. It's, it, it, was, it doesn't make sense to take shots at prime. Well, it you want to take shots at Colorado? Sure. Well, it doesn't make sense to me to take shots when – well, that's not your thing. I mean, yeah. If you're Steve Spurrier, that's one thing. If you're Philip Fulmer, it's another. I mean, you, it's just not your thing. It's you're, not how you typically go about your business, especially at Colorado. I mean, it's not like, it's not like they got a lot of good things going in Fort Collins. So, well, it's awfully pretty out there, from what I, I mean. Hear. Outside of that, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, in terms yeah, of football, sure wasn't yeah. good while we're getting our butts kicked. But well, <laughs> now, as, as a friend of mine says, hopefully. Colorado is overlook. Uh, Colorado State is overlooking MTSU as they get ready for this Colorado game because they come to Murfreesboro next week. Yeah, you know this is the, again. I don't. I don't understand taking shots at the opposing coach. That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And, and, and Mo, as a member of the media who has covered division one programs. Do you give a crap what a coach is wearing during a press conference? I don't, do you feel disrespected if he comes in there wearing a hat and glasses? When I think of the number of interviews I've conducted wearing hats and sunglasses, no, I'm, I'm well, not I, at all. But how often did you, you didn't do it in a press conference setting inside. Well, no, probably That's not. That's a little different, but I don't think it's that big. I'm not going to be offended if they show up in, Glasses and a hat. It's it's what you wear, and it's and, and you consider who you're talking to. I mean, if if he doesn't show up in hat, sunglasses, and gold chain, I'm wondering what's wrong. Right? Did you forget things at home this morning? Like, yeah. or did you rush out of the house? Like, what 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 happened? So I, I look. No, I, no, to answer your question, no, I'm not bothered one way or the other by. So why is by how, how how a coach is attired in a press conference? I'm just glad they're there. 
Yeah. I, wh- why does Jane Norvell care if, if we don't? It just seems silly. It really. It was it was a chance for him. Look, he could have he could have taken a shot at whatever the Buffalo's name is or the Bison. Ralphie. He could have taken a shot at Ralphie. He could have taken a shot at you know whatever. But uh, to make it to go and go, get personal just seems silly and not a great move on and his when part. You, and when you've lost your last 23 games, and that you may not necessarily be Jay Norvell, but it's certainly Colorado State. When you've lost your last 23 games against ranked opponents, maybe the less said, the better. Go out there, take your butt whooping, go home. And come on and, home. And, 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 you and, and get ready for MTSU, who might beat you again next week. Yes, just, just, just don't be silly. Anyway. Uh, I can I – can, if it makes him feel any better, I'm pretty sure Rick Stock still won't be wearing a hat and sunglasses next week. Was he wearing a hat and sunglasses on our show? Maybe we need to send him a clip. <laughs> Find I, out. I, I don't believe he was. I, don't, I know he's wearing a hat, but I don't think he was wearing a hat, but I don't think he's wearing sunglasses. Anyway, we'll send him. We'll send him a clip, and he's, he's going to get one of those, those those memes that says "Deal with it." There you go. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, Ensworth coach Rock Batten joins us here on Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond and Joy. We'll come back to the Lee Company studio right after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, 
is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are now live everywhere. Everywhere. I don't, I don't know what happened on the first try, but I guess it's because I set up a second show, and it's for later, the, the, the preview show, and it messed things up. So mm. we got it fixed. Good to go. We're, well, welcome we're, to our friends on yes. Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, <laughs> we appreciate you guys joining in. Now, now is the best time to be on anyway, as it's, it's starting our high school football coverage in the show and looking forward to doing so on Coach's Corner. And if, if, if you missed our conversation regarding Jake Norvell and Deion Sanders, go back and find it. On YouTube, on MainStreetSportsToday.com, on Twitter, on our new app that you can download, Main Street Media TV app on your iPhone or Android device, as well as Roku, Apple TV, or your Fire Stick. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. That too as well. It is Coach's Corner now, presented by our friends at From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Renee Hart and the fine folks at From the Heart will keep you fed and happy. If you're headed out to Chapel Hill for whatever reasons, particularly Henry Horton State Park, if you look to your right as you are coming up on the State Park, you will see From the Heart Cafe. Stop in, say hi to Renee, let them know that we sent you over there and looking forward to seeing her again soon. But we welcome now Innsworth football coach Rock Batten to the show. Coach, welcome in. How are you? Doing great. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Really appreciate Thanks. it. It's not what he's not not wearing. What is it? Oh, he's not wearing glasses or a hat. Yes, yeah. yes. I heard that part about the, the, the hat and the sunglasses. Uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, he was going to wear them, them, but he took them off probably. Yeah. Oh, I, I had him here waiting, but I just said, you know what, I'm not going to do it. I, I, I thought about it, and I said, no, I'm just going to play along. No. I, I kind of wish you had, Coach, to be honest. <laughs> I, it so I thought it would be interesting if I started the show that way, but I, I, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to put him to the side. So I, I thought you guys would probably get a kick out of it. But, you know, um, Jason no, Maxwell probably would have worn him. Absolutely. Well, I, I will say, I had it ready. I, I'll be honest. I had the whole ordeal ready, but uh, – I, I love what I love what Coach Prime is doing at Colorado. I will say that. So, and and Coach, he's he's got a as we talked earlier this week, he's got a couple of local guys out there on his staff. Um, yeah, Corey, um, Corey Phillips. Is, yeah, Corey Phillips and um, Darius Darden Box from your alma mater as well. So um, yeah, there's some local flavor out there as well in what he's doing. So yes, yeah, so he's got he, those are two great guys, and they've done it. They're doing a great job and. Uh, obviously, they're they're the talk of college football right now, and the, the exciting things Dion is doing with that program. And and actually, there's another connection that I know. Um, you know, uh, Rick George, who used to be a Vandy guy, 
and was a um, was a assistant AD and football op, and he had so many roles when I was a player at Vanderbilt, and was a, was a great man too. So, a lot of a lot of Nashville connections in some in a lot of ways, and some players out there too. Always a Nashville connection, Coach. Um, if someone had told you you were going to be four and zero going into this week's matchup with Lipscomb Academy at the start of the year, what would your response have been? Well, you know, we look at everything one game at a time. I, I'll tell you this, our seniors and juniors after last season, as they've come together in the spring and all season, uh, set some goals in terms of not just the record piece of it. It was just about the process and who we are and our identity and, and um, how they would lead this team. So, I'll be honest, you know, even though we lost several guys from the from the year before with some of our seniors, I, I was really excited about this group in terms of what we could be. And obviously there's a lot of football left and and obviously a huge one tomorrow. But um, I like our group in terms of our character, our work ethic, our leadership, um, our drive. And uh, it started, it started with our senior leaders and our juniors getting on board with them. And so um you know, we, we, we were excited about going in the year, but we knew we had a lot of work to do and a, and a lot of um, young men who hadn't played a ton um, on Friday that we had to get ready really quickly. And so it's part of the growth and part of the process, and uh, we'll continue that journey uh, tomorrow night as well. It is, you know, it, it, it's an interesting matchup here, Coach, because – Academy moving into into district play after uh, spending most of their time in, in Class 2A, so it's it's a little different now with with this team being in the district. How do you, how do you approach this game with you know obviously they, they are they are struggling in the win column, so you got to make sure your guys realize that hey this team is still just as talented as as anybody we're going to face this year. Well, the good thing is our guys know that. I mean, you look at the teams they've played this year. Obviously, they played some elite teams, some national, some national games. And um, the great thing about Nashville and the kids these days, compared to when you guys and I were in high school, they 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 know each other. There's connections all over Nashville and all over Middle Tennessee in terms of either playing youth ball or middle school ball against each other. And so, we know they're an extremely talented group. Um, you, you can see that on film. We, we, we throw the records to the side, you know, um, they, like I said, they play some talented teams, but they are extremely talented. They have outstanding coaching staff. And so our guys mainly understand what we're getting into Friday and understand uh, the magnitude of their ability and their talent. And like I said, disregard record. And, and you look at last week, they were in the hunt with, you know, uh, a Baylor team who's returning a lot. And, you know, a lot of people might pick to, to, to win it again this year. So, our guys are fully aware and, and, and ready and uh, got one more day today to, to, to make sure we're, we're ready tomorrow and clean up things. And, um, you know, we're excited about opportunities. It's going to be a great atmosphere and an um, exciting game. Rock Batten now in his fifth year as football coach at Ensworth, joining us here on Coach's Corner presented by From the Heart Cafe over in Chapel Hill. Um, coach, again, Went out to Union City week one, picked up a 40 to six victory, came back and um, defeated Montgomery Bell Academy 17-3, followed that up with a 55-nothing win over Tresvent and 38-14 last weekend over Knoxville Catholic. I mean, 
can't argue with what you guys are doing offensively right now. Yeah, it's, it's been exciting. You know, um, uh, Coach Snyder, our, our offensive coordinator, is, uh, does a really good job putting our game plan together and, and, and with our rest of our offensive staff. But uh, we've had some guys really step up. You know, Max Hosklaw, our senior quarterback, has, uh, has done a great job leading us and making – uh, the right decisions uh, with the football, and we have to continue that. And also just offensively being able to protect the football and, and as a total team win the turnover battle, which is obviously critical in every game, especially games like tomorrow. Um, um, but our offensive line has done a really good job as we've had to roll some guys in and out at times. But uh, the staple that has been our center, Connor Stewart, and, and our, um, our, our tackle, um, Jack, uh, Jack Leninger. And so um, – but our, some of our skill guys like Zayden Moore and Jaron Sensiball and Sean Johnson and Jack Fleming are, 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 you know, are doing great things for us. And, you know, we got to continue to do that and continue to move the change. So it's, it's, it's been exciting to see and the potential of it and, and uh, you know, what it could be. But I agree this is going to be the best defense we've played thus far, obviously, with the, the talent they have. And we have to continue to capitalize and, and, and um, you know, start off with winning on first down and, and continue to move those chains even on third downs. Coach, they've got athletes all over the, the field, and there's no question that, you know, it, it's hard to pinpoint kind of where you have to focus because on, on game planning against Lipscomb Academy. But one, one guy in particular who can affect you both in the passing game and the running game, how, how do you guys try to limit the impact of – Edwin Spillman, who is a Butkus Award list, watch list uh, performer in high school. It just feels like, you know, when you try to game plan against this Lipscomb Academy team, he's kind of public enemy number one. Yeah, he, uh, Edwin is, he's, he's talented. He's probably, the, you know, not probably, he's probably the best linebacker I've had to coach against and us play against. And uh, he is the, the heartbeat of that football team. It's very clear. I mean, he's in the center of it, and he's making plays from sideline to sideline in the run game and the pass game. He does a lot, he does everything. I don't know if you can really limit him because he's he's a playmaker. You know, we have to make sure we just do our job. You know, there there's things in in our scheme that we want to take advantage of. We want to, you know, get the ball in the hands of our playmakers and uh, create some opportunities. And 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 he's gonna make his plays. Like I said, he's too talented, obviously, with the the the, the preseason and midseason accolade of a Buckus Award winner. Uh, recipient or uh, uh, nominee, and um, I mean he's he's extremely talented. We got to be diligent in what we do and be patient at what we do, and 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 um, like I said, get get the ball in our playmakers' hands and allow them to uh, make plays for us. But um, he's a force, obviously. Well, it, it feels like it's a little easier to do with a guy like you know Max Holtzclaw, right? A, a guy who makes makes really good decisions, doesn't put your, your team in, in bad positions, and can get, your, get, can get himself and the offense out of some bad positions sometimes. Yeah, Max can do – I mean, he can, he can spin it really well. He's got a great quick release. Um, he's an athlete as well and, and can run it. And, and uh, it's done an outstanding job, you know, thus far, obviously protecting the football. And we give him a lot of, you know, flexibility in our offense to make some decisions and, and, and read some things and – and constantly continue to move the ball, but um, he's he's done a good job, and he's a leader. I mean, he he uh, he's sharp in terms of mentally, in terms of understanding the game and understanding what we want to do. Even though, you know, it's only been a few games he's played thus far, but 
he's uh, he's done a really good job being the field general and directing our offense and and putting us in the right you know situations based on what the defense is showing us and giving us and and taking advantage of uh, any mismatches and and that's the tough thing with this particular game because like you just said they have so many talented guys you know where do you find the mismatch where do you find uh, the, you know the hole because they have so many talented guys on defense that can fly around and um, um, but he he's done a great job and we're we're looking forward to that uh, even tomorrow night. Coach, um, as as we mentioned, Lipscomb coming up from D two double A to the triple A level this time around. I don't know how familiar you were with them last year, but from what you can tell, what's different about this Lipscomb team this year under Kevin Mawai versus um, what they did under Trent Dilfer previously? Well, uh, you know what's different. Yeah, obviously. They're going to have different philosophies, but I think this defense that, I mean, they made plays last year. I mean, think about them last year, the, the fact that I was in that league for, for several years, um, you, you know, and you see them do some great things, but defensively, I just think they're wrecking more havoc than they even did last year. I mean, you're talking uh, the teams that they played. I mean, they were able to stop people last year, but they've been able to create, you know, wreck more havoc defensively and fly around uh, in a lot of ways. And then offensively, now with a, with a with a new quarterback, I think they're trying to figure out. They were trying to figure out last week, obviously, you know, identity and who they're going to be and and how they're going to orchestrate things. But you know, it doesn't take long with a, with a team with that much talent uh, to do that. And and um, the quarterback they have now does an outstanding job uh, throwing the ball and. In some ways, he, he gives them a different element they had than compared to uh, uh, the Deuce Knight kid that they had before. So, um, But they're just physical. They fly around, and, and they were that way last year as well. But I think they wreck more havoc, I think, defensively because uh, I think, you know, Edwin's better than he was last year, and all those guys who play for, for Trent are, you know, a year more experienced and more physical and stronger and bigger and faster. And so they're just creating a lot of, a lot of havoc. Um, like I said, it doesn't show in terms of the win-loss, but – you see it when you watch film of them and the plays that they're making. Yeah. How much of an advantage or how much of a benefit is it for you all, Coach, that Deuce Knight left prior to the Baylor game and not prior to your game that you did get to see the new guy quarterback on film? Yes. I mean, obviously that, that was an advantage because you, you kind of know – to a certain extent, I mean, I, I, I would, you know, when you watch, I'm sure that they, they kept it simple to a certain point uh, to make it easy on him. I mean, that's how you have to approach it when you have a new quarterback in those situations. But that was a that was a plus for us to be able to at least see one game with him uh, compared to um, to Deuce Knight, who's you know a little bit more of a runner, but still can spin it. Um, um, but still, you know, he they have like I said, they have several guys who are talented and. and and Tab Schaefer is a talented quarterback. I mean, he he, he has uh, opportunities obviously in college and you know past high school, but he he throws it really well. And you can see those guys believe in him as they were uh, in the hunt in that Baylor game on the road. And so uh, them coming back home, I know they'll be you know more comfortable and um, and he'll be more comfortable having a game under his belt. And um, we got to do a good job at you know trying to make him feel uncomfortable and. Um, and, and, you know, getting off the field on third downs to get our offense the ball back. It's going to be a lot of fun to keep up with this one on Friday night. If you don't have a high school football game to attend of your own uh, rooting interest, then this one would certainly be one to get out to at Lipscomb Academy on 
uh, Friday night at seven o'clock. Right, if you're going, you get better there get early. there early because parking has never been easy for Lipscomb football. And these days, I would imagine it's harder than ever. So, um, Coach, are they helicoptering y'all in, or how's that working out? <laughs> well, we'll just get there early enough so we can beat some of the crowd to get to the locker room and, and get ourselves ready. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we didn't have to worry about that part of it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I haven't played there in a while, and definitely since the, the, you know, since Trent's been there and, and the new staff. So, um, like I said, this is this should be electric atmosphere and a fun game, and um, we're just excited about the opportunity and, and, and looking forward to to a great night on Friday. Well, we'll be keeping up with it for sure, and thank you for taking time with us here today. We appreciate it. Looking forward to it, and and thanks again. We will talk with you soon. Thank you, guys. I appreciate everything you guys are doing for high school football, and always great to be here. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. Good luck to you all. That's Rock Batten, Ensworth football. Coach joining us here on Coach's Corner, presented by From the Heart Cafe out in Chapel Hill. Before we get uh, – Before you get into our hardware portion of this segment, you – um. You retweeted something a couple of days ago that we need to um, visit real quick. Scott Kiesler, who oh, established yeah. the football program upon the opening of Summit High School and I think was there for three seasons before resigning at the end of the 2013 season, um, passed away earlier this week. believe he was back in his native Louisiana at the time of his passing at the age of 49 and um, just felt the need to acknowledge that and um, thoughts go out to, you know, his family played for his dad, Bobby Kiesler down at McNeese state and um, spent time up this way, coaching at Smyrna among other places, but um, was the first coach when summit opened up, and, you know, obviously they, they struggled a little bit as a new school that's not named Kirkwood is wont to do. So, but he kind of set the foundation for that program over there and um, just wanted to acknowledge that. Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and take a chance at bringing up some... <laughs> Hardware recipients. There we go. Yeah. It's the End to Win Life Team of the Week presented by Custom Stone Handlers. Our friends at Custom Stone Handlers. Get them. Get at them at 931-490-4990, customstonehandlers.com. They, of course, will proudly encourage young people to get in the game. Mo, uh, the End to Win Life Team of the Week this week, team I saw on Friday night, and boy, did they look good. Loretto, a 35 nothing winner over Summertown to take the Pegasus Cup back home. First time in that series that someone left with it. Yeah, that, that it traveled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it typically stayed wherever it was. Yeah. yeah so. So, big, big win for Loretto and, and to get that and, and take the, the Pegasus Cup back down south on 43 mm -hmm. so congrats to loretto the mid-tennessee bone and joint athlete of the week 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Athlete of the Week, as you can see there on the screen, is Mount Pleasant senior Caden Davis. Seven tackles, a couple of pass breakups, and a scoop and score from one end of the field to the other, 98 yards, give or take. Yeah. That was the difference in a 14-10 Mount Pleasant victory at Harpeth in Region 5 2A play. So keeping the Tigers undefeated was Caden Davis. And for his efforts, he is, again, the Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Athlete of the Week. So congratulations to him. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got Braves chatter. This day in Braves history and more. So stick around. Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be back after this. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation report of finding for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. 
Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. September 14, 1998, Chipper Jones' six-inning solo home run and Walt Weiss's insurance run in the ninth following a Jones double gave the Braves a 4-2 win over visiting Philadelphia to clinch the National League East Championship. It was the seventh straight division title for Atlanta, an accomplishment previously achieved by only six other professional sports franchises. That was this day in Braves history. They clinched... Their seventh straight in '98. Again, visiting Philadelphia. Do you know that on yesterday's date mm -hmm. was the same date they clinched in 1995? What else happened in '95? Was there anything notable for the Braves that happened in '95? Any, any any kind of deals, big or otherwise? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, '1995 was a Pretty it's good a pretty good year, year if you were a Braves fan. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Not saying. Throwing that out there. Saying. Yeah. Oh man. But for the sixth time in a row, and the 23rd time in history, which is more than anyone else in the league can say, the Braves boast a division title. There. As you typed here in the run of show, back to back to back to back to back, to back. I had to copy and paste that. I, I just, I, I typed just back to back. And so I copy and pasted. <laughs> just kept going. It, it kind of reminds me of the Marshawn Lynch over and over and that clip. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the way the Braves do it. It's just, it's, it's just all day, every day, relentlessly hitting the baseball. I did over. not, after the first inning, expect a good night for the Braves. 36 pitches from Spencer Strider in the first inning. And a run. And gave, but only a run. <laughs> well, he gave up. Well, yeah, only a run in the first. You know, it could have been worse. And but, then goes out and gives you six more innings. That's, that's nuts. If somebody pitches, if somebody throws 36 pitches in one inning. and You don't expect them to go seven. You're like, please, God, just get, get, get me through five. five. Mm -hmm. Get me through five if you can, please. No, no, I got this. You guys just, just I, I just needed to, uh, I, I was trying to give them a little uh, head start because I'm, I'm fixing to shove. And that's what he did. Well, and what's funny is, you know, he went out there with a 2 nothing lead, thanks to Austin Riley and a two-run homer. God, that guy. But He's on a tear right now. Let's keep him on it. Uh, and, and I felt like after it was two to one, I just felt like, you know, as long as we can keep the lead, obviously, we're going to be all right. And somehow he managed to do that. Again, bounced back from the 36-pitch first inning and threw up goose eggs. He and then you know, Brad Hand, who got the save the night before in extra innings, 
comes out and throws a scoreless eighth. Kirby Yates shuts it down for his is that ninth? Fifth. Fifth. Fifth save. My bad. I thought nine was a little much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I think it was kind of good that we were able to stay away from Iglesias, especially after the night that he had on um, Tuesday night. But that's an extra day of rest for him. And it'll be interesting what kind of rest guys get as they go to Miami this weekend now that this thing has been clinched before, as you say, any, any other team has a playoff berth, the Braves have clinched the division title. So. Yeah, I got to give credit to Dallas Britt for that little nugget of information. Uh, you know, the Braves win four to one, and Acuna three for five, Albies two for four, Riley two for three. Everybody else kind of struggled outside of Kevin Pillar, who ended up having a, an RBI double late, who was two for four in the game. But when you look at this, this box score, when the Braves got their hits, they were timely because Acuna, Albies, Riley, and Ozuna all scored runs. So, you know, it doesn't matter how many hits you get necessarily. It matters when, when you get, you get the hits. Yeah. And when you string a couple together, that's how you win ball games, and that's what the Braves have been doing. And if they can continue to do that, I mean, and they've certainly not shown any signs of slowing down at any point in the last six months. Right. I, I don't know that there's any way to, to slow this team down. The only thing that can slow them down is themselves. Now, that being said, as we just said, they've clinched the division. No one else even has a playoff spot. How do you manage this team from here to the end of the month. That's really a fascinating question to me for the fact that if you've put the pedal to the metal all year, do you stop? I mean, we talked in the first segment about what your personality is as a coach, as a team. You know, do you get do you go out of character over this last couple of weeks? And what what does that do to your overall approach if you do? And I think I think you maybe mix Nicky Lopez in a little bit around the infield. He can play all four infield positions. Now, what Olsen and Acuna have started every game? Those guys may be a little resistant to coming out. I mean, playing 162 means something to guys, well, I think, especially when you get to 147. Well, and not just that, but Acuna is chasing an MVP. Acuna is chasing history with, you know, 37 homers, 97 RBIs. He's got, you know, enough he he's got a chance at 47 and so you know it's kind of hard for for us to say well yeah go ahead and just you know let's let Pilar play right field or for for a change or just whatever who knows mm -hmm. you know maybe they want to come out but here's the thing and and so what happened last year how do you prepare yourself for that three days 
or four or five, five days mm-hmm. off between the end of the regular season and the divisional series. And it's critical that they figure out how to handle that. And, and so, and so, do you try and find a way to replicate at least a couple of days off here and there? I, I don't know what the answer is, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they do handle, you know, this next couple of days between now and the end of the season. Um, you know, they again, they're off today. They go to Miami. They've got Philadelphia coming in for three, which Philadelphia is still playing for some. So I doubt that you'll see many guys down in that series. Then you go to Washington for four, and then you come home for the final six against the Cubs and and the Nats, three each. So, and Washington's in the wild card chase. I'm, I'm sorry, the Cubs are in the wild card chase. Washington's not as much. Yeah, so, they're 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 down there. Yeah, so they're with the Mets. Yeah, I, I, I mean, gosh, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you do. I don't know if you may be right that they don't want to. They don't want to drop some games to to these guys. But but here's the thing: Max Fried's got to pitch. Kyle Wright's got to pitch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there. You, you can probably skip Morton in lieu of, you know, A.J. Smith-Shaver or... Uh, Schuster's back up. Schuster's it? up. I mean, you could probably skip Charlie Spencer if you wanted to. I don't think Strider's in the Cy Young race at this point anymore. So, I, I mean... I don't think right. he is after that start against the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, he's I mean, not he's, chasing anything, so... Um, and yet, I still think he's in striking distance of the single season franchise strikeout record, but I don't know how big a deal that is. He's going to have plenty of other opportunities. Yeah. But, I mean, Bryce Elder is also a guy who might benefit from getting pushed back. I think so. I think you've got to you've got to think about it anyway. I think it may be more pitching related, the the extra time than offensively. Yeah, let's let's. Here's the thing: there, there's probably some guys that you, excuse me, need to get some abs. Just more than getting the starters down. Yeah, there might be some guys on the bench. You know, you know you maybe maybe Forrest Wall needs to play a little bit. Yeah, Forrest Wall, Forrest Wall, Pilar needs to play a little bit more. Nicky Lopez just although guys, not playing doesn't seem to impact Kevin Pilar when he, he does play. No, he he he's just going to show up and 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 take care of his business, which is exactly what you have to have in the playoffs, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it would be a bad idea to get Murphy and Darno both in the lineup. Hmm. And you know, play. I was fascinated the other day with the second game of the no hitter, I guess, with um, of the double header when um when Acuna DH'd. <laughs> and Pilar went in and right, and that was what are you doing, Snit? But, yeah, and it was just an opportunity to kind of get Acuna a partial day off, I guess, and you know, give his legs a little bit of a break. Well, I mean, we've so, always got Luke Williams who can play shortstop too. 
And then the dude we just picked up from the Angels. Andrew Velasquez. Yeah, so all, I don't know that he's up, is he? He's not. Okay. But, I mean, he could be. Yeah. Uh, I don't see any reason why, you know. There are a lot of guys who could see, you know, see some playing time over the next two weeks that we haven't seen a lot of. Right. So, at this point, no matter what, just leave it be. Whatever happens, happens. I mean, you, you just don't. You can't be mad at anything that happens. Just leave it be. It's it it, it is what it is. So. Keep grinding. Uh, obviously, sure. You want to win a lot. You want to do all the. You know, you want you want to get the number one seed because that is important. I think home field against, you know, whomever you face in the NLDS would be huge or NLCS would be huge. Mm-hmm. So you want that. But right now, heck. There's 16 games left, and you're eight games up on the number two team. So it, it, it's going to be difficult, knock on wood, to lose the number one seed. The Braves have 16 games remaining. If they split those. Mm-hmm. They're the one seed, no matter what. Yeah, because, I mean, the Dodgers, again, are 88 and 57. They, they would have to go 16 and 0. And the Braves have to go 500. Yeah. So do the math. Exactly. One seed's probably locked up pretty close, but, you know, just don't give it away Mm -hmm. is my point. All right. Let's take a very short break. Terry McCormick, top of the hour Titans report right after this on Main Street Sports. They're presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. Titans update with Terry McCormick, powered by our friends at Zen Sports. Terry, welcome in. Tell us what's going on in the world of the Titans today. Well, it is your Zen Sports Titan Insider Daily Report, and the news from the Titans is not what people probably want to hear. DeAndre Hopkins missed a second straight day of practice today with that ankle injury, so his status starting to look a little bit in doubt for Sunday against the Chargers. Obviously, if he can get out on the practice field and do something on Friday, it'll help his chances of playing. But uh, certainly not good news from uh, St. Thomas Sports Park uh, if you're a Titans fan. Do we know when he hurt the ankle tear? Was it during the game or was it? did he work Tuesday? When? Apparently, what people are saying, it might have happened like toward the very end of the game. 
maybe sometime right around the, you know, the very last possession or whatever. But it's kind of odd that, you know, it was kind of kept under wraps for that long, uh, you know, that it didn't get out until yesterday when he showed up on the injury report. But uh, that's what they're saying is, is the timeline that uh, it may have occurred. DeAndre Hopkins also has a history of not practicing, so maybe he just doesn't want to practice. There's that. <laughs> Listen, that's yeah, just this early in the season, I would hope that he wouldn't be, do, you know, doing that just yet. I can understand in week ten after you've been at the grind for a while, but uh, not in week two, you know. Also, not in week two with a new team with a new quarterback. So when, when you need reps, that so. new quarterback didn't exactly go great. So and yeah, you know, I so I mean, I don't know that this is the week yet. to take off. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, look, maybe he is hurt. I'm, I'm just saying that there is history. There's history. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, Terry, we appreciate it. Tell us about Zen Sports. All righty. Zen Sports is the new sports book in Tennessee, changing the bonus game for the better. Zen Sports, the new sports book in Tennessee, is revolutionizing the way you earn sports betting rewards. Zen Sports, your rewards are cash rewards. You bet with real money, and now you're rewarded with it, too. Earn a whopping 5% cashback welcome bonus for your first 15 days when you sign up with code MAINSTREET, M-A-I-N-S-T. Earn an unlimited 5% cashback on your betting volume for the first 15 days. Best of all, earn cash commission on your referrals. Your referral bets with Zen Sports Referral Rewards Program. Zen Sports, betting just got better. Gambling problem, call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Y'all, I'm serious right now. They have a dragon here. I saw it. What? What? No, they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes as big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. <gasps> See that? We're almost there. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. Mockingbird Title and Escrow is an attorney-owned and operated full-service title company in Middle Tennessee. We get your deals closed without worry and fuss. We're a family business that offers the highest level of expertise in our industry when it comes to closing and funding your real estate transactions. And it's, it's a job I really love. Uh, I'm passionate about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. I like to think we're pretty well-rounded and can deal with a wide range of, of needs and a wide range of clients. Call 615-274-8698 today. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. That's why Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work. You do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I'm Chris Yow, joined 
by Maurice Patton, and it is Preps Thursday here, coming to you live from the Lee Company studio as we are getting ready for high school football tonight and tomorrow again, Christ Presbyterian at Battleground Academy on Main Street Media Radio. Make sure to tune in to hear the sultry tones of Wade Neely and Scott Stewart's voice. I don't know if he's, I, don't, I, I wouldn't describe Scott's tone as sultry. It's just, you know. It's just a tone. It's just a tone. It's like a deal. <laughs> Wade, 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 like, Wade is the the butter and, and Scott is the knife. He just, he, he's like cut right to the point. He, he ain't trying to paint a picture. He says, this is what happened. I like it. I like Scott, it. Scott gives you, Scott gives you the, he gets you to the point. There you Wade, go. Wade likes to, to paint that radio picture, which is great. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you got to have that guy to get you back on track, and he's the guy. There you go. I, I can relate. I can appreciate that. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. We're going to head now to our next guest as we're talking a little bit about sports injuries, and, and there have been a lot of them in the early going of the National Football League season particularly. Some more significant than others. Some more significant than others. J.K. Dobbins and, and Aaron Rodgers both going down with Achilles injuries over the weekend. And so we welcome Dr. Zach Farr of Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good afternoon. Doing well, Doc. We appreciate you taking some time with us, as we mentioned. Um, Monday night, Jets lose their quarterback and not just any quarterback, but future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers goes down with a torn Achilles tendon that was significant enough and I guess obvious enough that his coach actually acknowledged it at game's end rather than having to get evaluation from the medical staff and that kind of thing. But, you know, coming out of that, Zach, there's been a lot of talk about the playing surfaces at NFL facilities and how much it contributes to injuries of this type. Now, obviously, you're not intimately familiar with what took place with Aaron Rodgers, but you may have seen it on TV. I don't know if you did. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it since. But typically speaking, generally speaking, are Achilles injuries surface related? Well, you know, this has kind of been a debate that's been going on between the uh, NFL owners and the and the players with the NFLPA now for probably over a decade in terms of synthetic turf versus, you know, natural grass and injuries related to them. Um, as far as Aaron's injury with an Achilles rupture, there's certainly not been any data that could say Achilles ruptures are more likely to happen with turf. However, you, you could, um, you know, do some anecdotal thinking and, and, and convince yourself that it may play a part sometimes in, in a lot of, lot of injuries. Um, with the Achilles rupture in particular with Aaron, though, you know, you can see that it's, it's not necessarily what we worry about with non-contact injuries, where someone's just simply running and cutting and they suffer a season-ending ACL injury or, or, or a bad foot and ankle injury. This was more of a uh, 
happened to be in a bad position with a with a big heavy lineman pulling him down uh, to where his ankle got what we call dorsiflexed, uh, meaning it just got bent in the wrong way to an extreme to where that Achilles on the backside uh, ends up ends up rupturing from not being able to withstand the, the tensile strength that it's put on. Um, and you could see it on the on the slow motion replay. You could see it vibrating after after it happened. So that's typically one of those things where you see them, you evaluate them on the field. You certainly get an X-ray to make sure there's nothing going on uh, in terms of breaks with the bones. But when you see him, he's not going to be able to he's not going to be able to push that gas pedal down, um, and he's going to have a, a palpable defect in that tendon. Um, to where it's clear that he ruptured it. Um, sometimes it can be a partial rupture, but this sounds like it was certainly a, a full thickness, obvious deal to where they could tell coach, hey, we got a problem. And he was already ready to, to say kind of what it was, like you said. Um, devastating injury. You know, you hate to see it in, you know, the all of the hype around Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I mean, the the memes that have been coming out have been <laughs> pretty, pretty sad and, and pretty endless in terms of all the hype the Jets fans had for, for their season with Aaron Rodgers. And it, it, you know, it comes to a, a quick end. What was it? Four plays in, I think, mm-hmm. into the, into the first quarter. And it's a bad injury. And, you know, Aaron uh, being in, up, in his upper thirties, as far as Achilles tears is kind of your classic uh, age range. This is typically a, more of a, a recreational athlete, 30s, 40s, um, trying to, to do a little too much. We've, we've seen it in a lot of athletes uh, across all spectrums of professional sports, whether it be the NBA, where it's probably a touch more common, where, you know, you have your classic ones like Kevin Durant recently, Clay Thompson, uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, was certainly a big one. And it's tough to know how all the factors play in. There's so many factors that play into these Achilles ruptures. Um, and it's probably a combination of a lot of factors that end up uh, to where it happens. And it's tough to know where you could have stepped in and prevented something. You know, that the big talk has been that um, some of these have been related to a, you know, a prior injury or a recent injury. Um, and, you know, when do they go back to play? Rogers strained his calf, but it wasn't even this calf um, earlier in the preseason. I think it was, it was, it was the opposite calf, you know, so it wasn't necessarily where he'd um, had an injury in an area related. Um, it was his other injury, but at the same time, when you're recovering um, from an injury, regardless of where it is in your body, um, you are going through a period where you have a down uh, intensity of your workload where you're recovering, you're not doing as much trying to get something better. And now when you're at elite level, like a NFL quarterback, now all of a sudden you're having to go a, a thousand percent um, and parts of your body at that age may not be ready to handle that load. Um, certainly he, he probably was more of a, you know, bad, bad position, bad time, unfortunate accident, but there's certainly some things that that can play a part in uh, leading to these injuries. Is Zach, you're infinitely more qualified to address any of this than either Chris or I, or Chris and I combined. But it feels like we're seeing more of these type of injuries. I mean, you mentioned Durant, you mentioned um, Clay Thompson, J.K. Dobbins of the Ravens. Um, Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon of <laughs> the Pirates. Soroka. We go back to Michael Soroka of the Braves. 
who who ruptured his twice. And I don't know if there are more of them or if we're more aware of them or, or what the situation is, but can you over-strengthen leg muscles maybe and put too much stress on the Achilles? Is that a possibility? You know, it's, it's not out of the realm to be thinking that way, Mo. You know, the human body can only handle so much. I mean, we, we see tendon ruptures in all areas of the body, um, whether it be a, a power lifter, you know, an Olympic lifter uh, trying to max out a thousand pounds on bench press and eventually, you know, ruptures his pec uh, tendon or, or an Achilles. So there's certainly, there's certainly an endpoint for each individual to how much their body can, can take in terms of workload. Um, but, I, you know, it's there's there's so many factors that that play into it. Um, you know, what what medicines are they taking? Have they had a recent injury? How's their health? What what age are they? Um, what's their their footwear? Uh, how do they, their cleats interact with the turf that they're cutting and running on? Um, what is that turf composed of? You know, and that's been the biggest thing with the NFLPA in recent years is because there is there is some data out there that that leans towards showing that there's maybe some more injuries um, with turf as compared to grass. Um, but the, but the, the NFL owners on the flip side, you know, in 2021 is where they point to where the, most of the data pointed to where the, the injuries were fairly equivalent between grass and turf. And, you know, there's a lot of money that goes into this billion dollar industry. Um, you know, the, the NFL owners are having to juggle concerts at their venues. They're having to juggle all these things. You know, Nissan Stadium here in town, I mean, they had grass, but it would get tear, torn up all the time um, by a bunch of venues. And, you know, they'd have injuries on grass. Um, I know there was a, uh, I think it was a Virginia nose tackle that slipped on the grass and suffered bilateral patellar tendon ruptures in one of the, I think it was a bowl game maybe. Um, and so that's grass, you know, and, and J.K. Dobbins was also on grass who just tore his Achilles. He wasn't on turf. So, you know, you, you can probably make arguments on both sides of the coin, you know, turf versus natural grass. But I think probably the overall trend is that there's, you know, there's a there's a point of so much velocity that's getting stopped so quickly with cleat grabbing into turf um, that that energy has got to dissipate somewhere. And sometimes it goes through, you know, probably less likely with the Achilles, but more likely with foot and ankle injuries. Um, and potentially, you know, your knee injuries like ACLs um, to where that it could start to play a factor when you're putting so much velocity with uh, so much change in direction. And there's not there's nothing you can do really to build up ligaments and tendons like you can muscles. Is that right? It, not not nearly to the degree like you can the rest of your body. And obviously there's there's a lot of different things that play into it, the, the health of your body, nutrition flexibility. Um, but yeah, as far as, you know, really getting ligaments themselves strengthened, they're totally different collagen than, than your muscle tendon groups and not something that you can really uh, go work on in the weight room so much. I'm curious, you know, again, you mentioned his age. <laughs> how, how long, how long does it take to come back from an Achilles injury like this typically for an athlete and, you know, somebody that age, would you expect them to be able to come back at full strength? It's certainly going to be tough for Aaron Rodgers. You know, the, the recovery 
typically for an Achilles rupture is going to be around six to 12 months. Most, most of the elite athletes is kind of a nine to 12 month thing. Um, and as you're, as you're older, you know, he's, he's going to be motivated, no doubt. Um, and he's going to want to be back. He's, you know, he's a hall of fame quarterback for a reason. He's going to have the drive. It's just going to be whether or not, you know, his, his body can, can, um, come back fully. Now at the quarterback position, how he plays it, he's been dealing with less and less ability to be mobile over the past several years. And so he started to adjust his game a little bit. You know, he's not running around like he did when he was 25. Um, so I, I think that he can still be, you know, a high grade quarterback in the league. Um, but it's, it's going to be a little bit more of an uphill battle battle than if it happened when he was, you know, say 25. Yeah. You mentioned he's going to be motivated, Zach, and we're speaking with Dr. Zach Farr of Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. But um, you mentioned that he's going to be motivated. You also mentioned he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback if he doesn't play another down. Other than not wanting to go out like that, what is the motivation for coming back? Yeah, I mean that that is a good point, Mo. And honestly, it's tough to know what Aaron Rodgers is thinking at any point uh on any day. You know, he he could he could go go do a retreat in a dark hole somewhere and uh we may never see him again. You just never know. But I would I would think that he would want to get back, you know. Um he just had so many fans, um, so many people, particularly with that Jets organization, excited to have him play for him and and then um, I think that he feels a lot of disappointment himself, probably, and, and a lot of disappointment with with uh, with the fan base. Um, but who knows? I mean, nobody would fault him whatsoever for for getting healthy and, and deciding to go a different way with his life, with his career and, and retiring. Um, and so we'll just have to see how that plays out. Is the rehab for that different for somebody who's just going to kind of walk around? the streets as opposed to getting back to playing quarterback in the national football league at a high level. It, it's, you know, the, the rehab's fairly similar, but obviously things change on the back end as you get more recovered and how much you're, you're wanting to do, you know, certainly somebody in their forties or fifties that plays pickleball and, um, and had an Achilles rupture, which is becoming more and more common. Again, we're talking about people Man. that have not been used to a certain load and now they're doing quick cutting, pivoting on hard surfaces. And so, again, there, there's a lot of factors that play into these kind of injuries. Note um, to self. Yeah. No pickleball. <laughs> get, get that out of here. Yeah, we're not even going to get that out of here. We're not even going to just throw that up there anymore. It's just done. Because I don't, I certainly I don't even think about what it looks like or feels like. No, no, thank you. Mm -mm. Yeah. Certainly don't want to deter anybody from playing pickleball, but you got to make sure that you're – you're you're staying flexible. You're being cognizant that you're you're not going from zero to a hundred. You need to build up your your cutting and pivoting and strength. And um, but you know as as far as um, regular people like us, not in the NFL, um, you know the, the rehab uh, tends to be able to do most of the things you want to do maybe a little bit quicker. All right, that that's look that that's kind of you know interesting because. I'm curious as as we've seen some of these now. Uh, Michael Soroka was 24, 25. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does is this more likely to occur in someone who's 
been doing it for longer? Or, I mean, is anybody susceptible to, to this type of injury? Yeah, certainly anybody's susceptible to it. Um, it's just typically in terms of your bell curve, we see it more in our 30s and 40s. But, gotcha. you know, you'll have, te- you'll have teenagers that will certainly have the same injury on our high school fields around here. So, hope <laughs> um, it's, it's, yeah, hope not either. But it's not, it's not out of the possibility for any age group. Um, but, it, but it tends to, that bell curve tends to involve uh, a little bit older athletes. Gotcha. All right. Zach Farr of Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint joining us here on Main Street Sports today. Before we let Zach Farr go, we got to ask him. Uh-oh. You're going to make him say it. What's next for your Tide, Zach? What's next for the Tide? Phew. I don't know about Alabama. You know, uh, I think this is – this seems like one of those seasons where uh, Nick Saban now has uh, something to fuel the team something to rally around and get them going. I would not write them off yet. Um, I would not be surprised. You know, they've got Tennessee, but it's at Bryant-Denny. I have a hard time believing the Vols can go back-to-back against them in Bryant-Denny. Um, I think that they can get through the West. I wouldn't be surprised if they've got one loss when they go into the SEC championship. But at the same time, they got to beat LSU. LSU is going to be good. So, you know, some people are predicting them to go 9-3 and three with losses, maybe Tennessee, maybe LSU on top of Texas. But – We'll see. I, I think this is one of those seasons where I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be digging that grave for Nick Saban just yet. I would, I would see how the uh, this year, this year plays out. The smart money agrees with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to shovel any dirt on Saban's face at this point. So yeah. Well, until he changes his quarterback situation, he's going nine and three. That's. That's where I'm at, but hey, if if he decides to make a change, then I'll make a change more than likely. <laughs> so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But Zach, man, we appreciate you taking time with us. Looking forward to uh, seeing you on fields on Friday night. We've been seeing you all year, and and, and it's always a good time when uh, when high school football is happening. And we'll see you out there tomorrow night. All right, you guys, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for for everything y'all do. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, Zach. All right. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, high school football pick them and more. Right after this, Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joints. Back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see. 
whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao and Maurice Patton here on this Preps Thursday. Before we get into Preps Thursday, Mo, I have a question, and it came up on Twitter since 1971, three Tennessee quarterbacks have won in Gainesville. Can you name them? Since 71. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to assume that there's a Clawson in there. Okay. Um, is there a Schuler in there? Nope. Oh. Hmm. And I may not be able to come up with the other two. Who are they? 1971, Phil Pierce. I would have never guessed Phil Pierce. The other one? Because, one, because I was not familiar with the name. <laughs> well, he was a third stringer. but uh, oh behind who and who? I have no idea, but he uh, led a 99-yard drive in Gainesville to win. Jeez. Okay, Phil Pierce. <laughs> His name is remembered in Gainesville, it, probably. <laughs> They're like, yeah, they 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 have uh, they have pictures up of this guy yeah, probably. Don't, let don't him come in. He's not allowed. From McMahon County. And the third one, mm -hmm. this guy right here. He beat Virginia Tech in the oh, Gator Bowl. Oh, when it was moved from Jacksonville. I'm like, he never beat Florida. He did not beat Florida, but he won in Gainesville, and that was the question. Sometimes you got to listen a little carefully. <laughs> well played, whoever asked that. Yeah, that was a great job. I've been trying to find it. I saw, I saw them, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't find who who came That's up with it. That's awesome. But it was a really good question, a really a good job. There it was, it was a trick question and a trick answer. But yeah, 
That's... Peyton Manning beat Virginia Tech in the Gator Bowl. I do remember that game, actually. <laughs> but, oh, wow. Man. That's yeah. That well, was... that's, that's well done. And <laughs> did you happen to see Spencer Strider's quote last night about, uh, about well, whether or not he hates Philadelphia because of the Hopkins? Hoskins. Hoskins stuff mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. Quote, everybody thinks I should have animosity towards Philly. But for me, when I'm on the mound, every team sucks. They're all the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, I like yeah. it. <laughs> and I'm sure no one took that the wrong way at all. Um, ever. <laughs> what wrong way is there to take it? I mean, I, what's what's he supposed to say? No, I like it. I think that was the perfect answer. And and I'm I'm... Especially glad that the Braves won and clinched in Philadelphia last night following um, Philadelphia manager Rob Thomas uh, Thompson's comments regarding, Thompson. yeah, uh, <laughs> he must be lonely. Yeah. Um, Rob Thompson's comments regarding Acuna's home run trot, um, talking about, he tells his guys to act like they've been there. So either one, he only started telling his guys to act like they've been there this year, or two, Reese Hopkins didn't uh, Hoskins didn't listen last year. Yeah. Because that bat slam that Philadelphia fans love to throw up on Twitter at any mention of the Braves was not a been there act. So lose that with me yeah um, it's it's just funny but anyway yeah. I, I thought that was yeah that's i thought it was a great quote it is a great quote i like it well well played there and, and you know and sometimes you can avoid controversy by being controversial because sometimes you you can you know they, they want you to make they want you to make a comment that they can single out something they, and you can't well you, yeah. <laughs> depending on um, there there are maybe um you know they, they want they want to single out something well essentially he made it about everybody instead mm -hmm. of instead of just philadelphia just philadelphia and that's a good way to go about it because it's like yeah I don't like them. Of course, yeah. I don't like them. I don't like anybody. Don't like them. Don't like Miami. Don't like. The, I, don't, I don't like nobody but my guys. There so. you go. Let's get to some high school pick 'em. Last week, Mo was seven and three for a season total of twenty-seven and thirteen in these. I was six and four, season total of twenty-five and fifteen. Russell Benozzi sitting at thirty and ten on the year, ahead of or ahead of the pack in the Main Street Preps riders pick them. So let's get into it. We've got Friday at 7, little Rutherford County action, Rockville at Riverdale. And if you've ever been to Rockville from anywhere in Rutherford County outside of maybe Eagleville, you got to go past Riverdale to get there. So these two teams are, 
they're they're close by. A lot of the kids that that ended up at Rockville may have been started. planning to go to Riverdale or started, yeah, at, started Riverdale at Riverdale at some point. Yeah. So this is a this is a heck of a, a rivalry, and this is going to be a good football game. I think it's going to be a good football game. I think Riverdale is um we mentioned it regarding texas earlier this week i think riverdale may be as close to being back yeah as they've been in a while i think riverdale takes care of business in this one i've got riverdale i've got it close mm-hmm. uh, picking random numbers for scores these days <laughs> with 26 but i'm not as concerned with the scores when i'm picking no, these as yeah. i am with the outcome so yeah i don't really yeah i just kind of pick numbers that's why that's why you'll see random numbers because i don't want them to i don't want to be the same as somebody else if i can help it mm-hmm. um, unless I, I, it's a team that i know that mm-hmm. i've seen whether or not they can then you have a little points. bit better feel for it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i just kind of I just kind of throw out some numbers sometimes. I figure you probably pick an 11 at some point Last in every week. game since it seems to be <laughs> a popular score these days. I don't even know how you get to 11 in football, and yet we've seen it just about every week. Uh, stay in Rutherford County. Blackman, the Blaze, coming off their first win, heading over to Oakland on Friday at 7. Um I'm not going to say what I said last week about any of these games being in the pick because clearly that did not work out so well for me. About why are we even picking this game? Which one, Blackman Summit? Or? No, what I said about Brentwood Academy and Father Ryan. Oh. <laughs> That did not work out so well for you. Yeah. No, don't, not just me. You agreed. Yeah. But I didn't say it. It did not work out for either of us. You said it was bad. You said it was bad. No, we, we will not make that mistake again. But no. I do think Oakland's going to win this football game. Same. Same. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think, you know, even without their starting quarterback, Kyler Creasy, who's out with a um, broken collarbone still, as far as I know, since he did it in week two and we're in week five. Yeah, I, I can't imagine he's, he's back that quickly, yeah. but. I, I don't think Mama Creasy would let him be back even if he no. were. But anyway, um, yeah, I still think Oakland takes care of this one pretty decisively. Well, we mentioned Blackman coming off a win over Summit two weeks ago. Green Hill got a win over Summit, and they play at Lebanon this week. We're just going on the Summit Revenge Tour here. Uh, Green Hill taking on uh, Justin Kulik's Lebanon Blue Devils. Mm-mm. That's right. Wonder who Justin's got in this game. <laughs> well, gotta go uh, BDP. Oh, BDP! A little BDP thrown in there, a little Blue Devil pride. I'm, I'm, I'm going horns down again. <laughs> I'm going with Green Hill in this one. I really like the way they looked in that game against Summit a couple of weeks ago. It's a pretty good ball club. I, you know, I think this this is one of those games where it, you know. It, Kind of like Springfield Station Camp last week, I said, was a toss-up. I thought Blackman Summit was a toss-up. I think this is probably a toss-up, too, but I'm going to go Lebanon at home. Uh, I've got the Blue Devils. Siegel at Hendersonville. This is this is an interesting ball game. It is. It is. Hendersonville, aside from a... Talk about decisive. A 43-6 loss to Brentwood a couple of weeks ago has been playing some pretty good ball. And Siegel has been scoring 
in bunches. Um, so I like the stars close in this one. But, you know, Andersonville is a tough place to play. They, um, as far as I know, are still running that wing tee and not the, the corrupted wing tee that morphs into a spread. No, they, they're running that old style. And, you know, it's kind of tough to get ready for in a week when you've not seen it. And I think that's one of the reasons I continue to run it. But, um, again, I, I think this is probably a one-possession ball game when it finishes up, but I think Siegel gets out with the win. Yeah, it's hard to it, it's hard to to take a look at this because obviously we know how good Brentwood is, and that's the only blemish on Hendersonville's record. Forty three to six loss. You go, my goodness, that just seems silly. But if if Hendersonville is in fact running that wing tee, which we certainly assume they are, it's not something that it's really difficult for them to change their game plan into trying to come back from a two mm. or three touchdown deficit. So then they start doing things that they don't normally have to do. And they're probably not as successful doing it, especially against a good football team. So again, the spread in that one doesn't make me think that, you know, Hendersonville is just not very good because they can put up points, 47 points against Gallatin, 54 and a shutout win over Clarksville Northeast and shutout Hunters Lane, 61, nothing. So I certainly think that they have the ability, but like you said, same thing goes for Siegel. That 55-43 win over Shelbyville after you saw Shelbyville last week certainly gives you, uh, you know, the the thought that this is a really good Stars offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they put up 64 against Laverne, so it, it's just you know, in Coffee County, great football team last year. They shut them out last week, so I, I think this is going to be a really good football game. Uh, I mean, let's either way, I've got the Stars by touchdown. That's four. four. I think that's four. So one more. Father Ryan and Montgomery Bell Academy. And (laughs) the Fighting Irish certainly made some of us eat our words last week. Actually, all ten folks in Main Street Preps pick them. You know what? I don't know. I don't know if you have seen 615preps.com, but – Chris Brooks and those guys do a fantastic job. And one of their features during the week is, I'm sorry. Yeah. Where they apologize to someone that they have wronged with their picks the previous week. And I would imagine the Irish were the subject of at least one of their I'm sorry's after that. 56-21 56-21 win over Brentwood Academy last week. The first mercy rule loss for the Eagles in ever. Um, and as you said, everybody picked Brentwood Academy last week. If you notice, everybody picked the Irish this week. Yeah, again, not going to make that, that mistake Fool twice. Fool me once. Yeah, and look, I mean, unfortunately, my, you know, NBA has struggled. Mm-hmm. They've not put it up. Very many points at all. I, I mean, that, that literally 34 points total. In four games? In four games. I mean, that's, that's, that's not what you expect from an NBA team. And, and this one could, could get ugly. I mean, Father Ryan puts up points in bunches. I they mean, this have, is a team and, not, that, and not just against Brentwood. Academy. No, everybody. Yeah. They, they don't care. 
They are putting up points. 50, 42, 56. I mean, they've not they've not scored more points than in a single game than NBA has scored all year put together. So that's not very promising. That's not promising for the big red. So yeah. with that, I'm gonna go with our Friends, the Fighting Irish. I'm, I'm not sure if they're our friends. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, they are my friend, whether I'm their friend or not. <laughs> or, or, my, or I'm their friend. You're their friend. Yeah. I'm their friend. They can call me anytime and ask me for a favor. Just feel free. I, you, need, you ain't even got to feed me the pizza. I'll help you move. <laughs> no pizza necessary. It's, it, it's on me you. this time. <laughs> so, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll pick five more games, including the game of the week. So stick around here on Main Street Sports. They're presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill's Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. 
Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mo, the Eagles and Vikings play tonight in the NFL, and i gotta, I got to mention this before we get back into our picks because mm-hmm. I, I was I, I was going through my, my my group text with my fantasy football friends and, and I had seen that a, a post that I made last night as I was hearing some chatter on TikTok about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And... You know, Jason and Travis have a podcast that they do together, and we're not talking about Taylor and and this thing. You know, essentially, Travis Kelsey tried to give Taylor or was going to give Taylor Swift a bracelet that he had made with his phone number on it, and was unable to do that at the VMAs or something. And and so uh, there have been rumblings that they've been quietly seeing one another for a little while. And I, I came across a video that said. <laughs> No, no. See, you guys don't understand. Taylor Swift, a Pennsylvania native, is just trying to sabotage the Chiefs for that the Eagles can win a Super Bowl. <laughs> Already cost them one game. <laughs> I'm just saying that's pretty sinister. But... That is pretty sinister. <laughs> that is pretty sinister. <laughs> and and. If you aren't you concerned about being in a song if you do yeah, you gotta be you just, look you gotta be careful it's that it, is that is the that is the price you, that, that most have paid it is it is <laughs> and and it's not been and complimentary no, no Super Bowl and I get trashed in a song I in don't a know song it's gonna work for me yeah yeah but the good thing is, when you get trashed in that song, there will be someone there to chronicle it. That's right. For a certain there, there may in local fact. publication. So. There may be, in fact. But yeah, I thought that was a great. Uh, when I saw the content creators say, "No, no, there's there's something much more sinister at play here. Yeah. This is this is not." About, but wait, there's more. Oh yeah. yeah. So it, 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 hey, look, that's a subplot I, I wasn't ready for, but I'm here for. Mm. <laughs> mm. Tread lightly, Travis. <laughs> if go. you're listening, back to high school football. Pick them, Joe Burns and East Robertson. A little Rocco action here, as opposed to Rocco. As, as opposed to Rocco, we got a little Rocco action. I wonder if uh, David Wilson will be at this one. Uh, hmm. It's a big one. It, for, it is you know, a big one as far as uh, rivalries go, but I don't think it's going to be uh, great in favor of the Red. Devils. Yeah, I, I, it's big for, you know, Cross Plains and Cedar Hill, but I don't know that on the field it's going to play out that way. I, I think I think East Robertson takes care of business. Mo, there must be something we're missing. There could very well be. Uh, but... But... I guess I'm just missing it. If 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 you're missing it, I'm missing it, and we're we, missing we're it. missing it. Yeah, because I'm a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude. We're all dudes. And <laughs> <laughs> you just went full Keenan and Kel. Okay, uh, you know, <laughs> oh, here it goes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Kirkwood at Dixon County. Welcome to Good Burger. <laughs> Friday night at seven. And if the Cobras win, we're going to look like geniuses. And if they don't, it won't be the first time we've looked like yeah. something no, else. No, I mean, this yeah. is it. It is what it is. But Kirkwood at Dixon County, there are Kirkwood, undefeated Kirkwood. Undefeated Kirkwood. I, I mean, is there some, did, did their quarterback get hurt? Did did their did you know did their I, running back transfer to you know to Lipscomb Academy? What what what? In what world? You know, I follow Brady McAtamney on Twitter, but I've not seen anything that indicates anything out of the ordinary regarding Kirkwood. So Kirk uh, Dixon County, who has defeated Creekwood and Clarksville Northeast, fell to Columbia Central 27-21 and to Gallatin 48-14. Meanwhile, Kirkwood, who sits at 4-0, has not fallen to anyone. Anyone. Including wins over Sycamore, Montgomery Central, Northwest, and Northeast. Now, if you So Dixon County is 2 and 2. Northeast uh, Kirkwood beat Northeast forty-nine to twenty-nine. Dixon County beat Northeast thirty-seven to six. So, into comparing scores, this may be where the difference is coming. But I just don't know. I, I can't. I can't quite wrap my head around what you know. The how obvious it is to everyone else, but not to us. Obvious. Yeah. I don't know. But I've, I've got the Cobras. I've got the Cobras, and I mean, we'll just we'll just see. Last week, Mo, I was the only person to pick Wilson Central in that game against whoever they played. Wilson Central played Green Hill and lost. But it was really close. Okay. And so I don't think it was as obvious as Main Street Preps folks clearly made it out to be. This week, same thing for me. Mm -hmm. Columbia Academy's at Donaldson Christian. I'm the only believer in the Bulldogs. <laughs> but. I mean, if you want to frame it that way, then that's fine. If that makes well, you feel better to say you're the only believer in the Bulldogs. That's fine. I'm not a non-believer in the Bulldogs. I just feel like in the fourth quarter, I feel like Donaldson Christian at home at three and one is more likely to find a way to make a winning play than Columbia Academy. Now, if that makes me a non-believer, then well, yeah, I guess I'm the only one who picked Columbia Academy. You are. In this game. You are. And. The fact is, yeah, I, I feel like they, you know, I feel like they showed a lot of heart mm -hmm. in that Friendship Christian game. I feel like, you know, obviously Friendship Christian is def two-time defending state champion. No, 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 that's, that's Donaldson Christian. Donaldson, um, Friendship Christian. That's what I said. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, Friendship is the two-time two defending. So they, they showed a lot of heart in that one. They got mm -hmm. up big. Now, obviously, the two-time defending state champs took it, you know, and did what they do in the second half. I feel like Columbia Academy's got some really good athletes, and they're going to throw the ball a little bit this week, and it's going to be 
it's going to be tough for DCA to overcome uh, Columbia Academy this week. I will tell you that of the 10 games that we picked this week, it's the one you feel least that, comfortable about. This is the one I feel least comfortable about. Yes. Independence at Beach, Friday at 7. And if you'll notice my pick here, <laughs> I am not only predicting the score, but for this one to go into overtime. Well, because, I mean, hey, it's a pretty safe bet at this point when Independence is on the field. <laughs> I tell you what, it's probably a safer bet that this goes overtime than that either of these teams wins. Yeah. 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 yeah this is, I mean, this, is, this would be the prop bet if – Sure. If those were available in high schools. So I've got Beach winning this by touchdown, and I, I simply because they're at home. Okay. So, but here's the thing. What you're saying with this is Beach gets the ball first in overtime. That's what. That's actually what I think is either way. <laughs> either way, independent struggles when the field gets shorter because of their their open playability, their open field ability is what is mm -hmm. where they kind of make their money. On offense, they really need some extra room. So unless they have a 15-yard penalty or something that pushes them back to the 25, I don't love their chances of scoring from the 10 in. So that's why I've got Beach winning, you know, 30-23. Well, my, my thought process was not nearly as complicated, but I've got Beach winning. <laughs> Main Street Preps game of the week. We talked to Rock Batten earlier at Lipscomb Academy Friday night. Get there early as Innsworth comes a calling. And, man, little surprise here to see a lot of Lipscomb Academy winners in the Main Street peps pick them. But, Mo, I got the Tigers here, and it's, I got it close. I've got it close as well. I think for all of the talent that Lipscomb has, I'm not sure where their confidence level is right at this moment. That's that's a key. I, I I would agree with that. I mean that you know obviously and and especially if Innsworth is able to put up some points early. Early. Oh, here we go again. Uh, yeah. I mean, but and, and and again, second game with a new quarterback, a new starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into that. Now he does have a, he, he's at least started a game now. It feels a little bit more con more comfortable. But still, in the there's a lot of. But you've not worked. There's a lot you don't know yeah. about this guy. Even though he worked with you all summer with the ones probably before Deuce Knight came up from Mississippi. So, so I, I've got Innsworth. I'm, I'm going Tigers here. There you go. That's going to. Real quick. Go ahead. Before we get out of here, uh, most intriguing game to me Centennial and Springfield. I've never – this is a new matchup. I don't know that they've ever played before. Springfield's coming down to Cool Springs, taking on the Cougars. I'm intrigued by this ball game. That does sound like a like like an, one that I had not even kind of seen on my radar. But, yeah, that's that's certainly a – you know, after what Springfield did last week, was able to, to get the win. And, and what Centennial's done to this point. Centennial certainly had a great week last week. Yeah, I, I feel like – I think that's going to be a game to keep an eye on tomorrow night. I, I would absolutely agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. Don't forget tonight, Main Street Media Radio. You can hear the action of CPA and BGA, Wade Neely and Scott Stewart. Come back tomorrow with us at 2 o'clock. We'll have college football and pro football and much, much more. 
right here on Main Street Sports. They're presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll see you then.